the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, October the 16th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On October 16, 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis began. President John F. Kennedy was informed that reconnaissance uh, photographs had revealed the presence of missile bases in Cuba. We all remember that. Today in 1758, Noah Webster was born in Hartford, Connecticut. Noah was a one of our founding fathers. He was, he's said to be the founder of public education. I think if he were living today, he wouldn't take credit for it. He would say, I do not know you. But um, it started out very, very firm and very strong and, and in the right direction. And he felt that every child should be educated in America using the Bible as one of the textbooks. And he said a lot about that. We don't have time to quote him this morning, but I do often quote Noah Webster. In fact, he said, you can educate a child using only the Bible, if need be. Today, in 1793, during the French Revolution, Marie Antoinette, the Queen of France, was beheaded. Today, in 1859, radical abolitionist John Brown he led a raid on the U.S. arsenal at Harper's Ferry, which was a part of western Virginia at the time. Ten of Brown's men were killed, five escaped. Brown and six followers were captured, all were executed. Today, in 1934, Chinese communists, under siege by the nationalists, they began what has become known as their Long March. It lasted a year as they traveled from southeastern to northwestern China. Today, in 1964, China tested its first atomic bomb. It was codenamed 596. Very creative. <clears throat> Today, in 1997, in the first known case in the United States, a Georgia woman gave birth after being implanted with previously frozen eggs. And today, in 2002, President George W. Bush signed a congressional resolution authorizing war against Iraq. Well, Biden, President Joe Biden, is considering a trip to Israel. Did you hear that? Yeah, he's thinking about going there. More rockets were fired overnight at Tel Aviv. They're getting closer and closer to the heart of Israel and Jerusalem. Iran says we are, we are approaching the fateful hour. It is near. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that this morning. Other headlines say U.S. sends another carrier into the region, second large aircraft carrier, making a statement. We're hearing from the Israeli military that 199 hostages are confirmed as hostages. 199. Biden, President Joe Biden was on 
60 Minutes last night on CBS. I don't watch that often, but I, I check on it once in a while. I always read after the fact on a lot of those programs, including 60 Minutes. I get a hold of the text from the programs, and I can read it a lot faster than I can watch it and listen to it. And we can do it you know, on our own time schedule as well. So, But I happened to watch it last night. And um, Scott Pelley was doing the um, interview. He's very, very pro-Biden uh, and pro-left, but most of all of them are. But he was talking in this interview, he dismissed the idea that the United States could uh, simultaneously support Israel in its war against Hamas in Ukraine. Pelley said to President Biden, he said, man, he said, are, are we expanding too far? Are we getting ourselves too far out over the edge? And I, I, Pelley's not the only one that's asking that question. Others are asking that as well. I mean, where does it end? It's well documented that the fall and the demise of the Roman Empire was, there were several reasons, but one of them was that they were involved in too many foreign wars at the same time. They thought they thought they were invincible. I mean, they thought that they could do anything without any, without any exception. And I kind of saw that in President Biden last night. I mean, a part of what he said, I agree with, because it's true, but a part of kind of the tone of what he said is a little concerning because it seems there's no end to what this man will do in regards to taxpayer money and now the military. But anyway, Pelly asked him about that. He said, is it, are, we're involved with the Ukraine heavily. And he said, now we're starting, to, uh, we're gonna, getting pulled into a war with Hamas, it appears. He said, uh, wh- what about that? He said, can we sustain that? Well, President Joe Biden, his eyes wide, really wide, uh, he said, we're the United States of America for expletive sake. He said, the most powerful nation in history, not in the world, in the history of the world. Well, I agree with that. That's true. He said, we could take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. And I had to think back just a short time ago to our withdrawal from Afghanistan, and I'm wondering, are these same guys going to be taking care of all this other stuff? Will they guard America? I hope not. Whoever made those decisions in Afghanistan were a disaster. And if we're counting on them to protect and, and lead the protection of us, it's not very encouraging. But anyway, the president said not to worry. We can handle multiple wars. It's not a problem. We are the strongest, most powerful nation in the history of the world. That has been true. But I believe we're at a, perhaps the old proverbial tipping point. And I'm not the only one. A lot of people, well-informed people, are asking themselves the same question. They're asking others as well. Como News in Seattle says this morning, protesters filled the city park in downtown Seattle on Saturday. They were there to denounce any further violence following the deadly attacks that took Israel by surprise a week ago. Nearly a thousand people gathered in Westlake Park to call on the Israeli government not to stand strong, but to abandon. Abandon their plans for a full-scale ground assault in northern Gaza. 
The military experts say it will likely inflict massive civilian casualties. Well, they're sending notes. They're dropping them out of airplanes. They're fluttering all over like a snowstorm in the desert. And uh, these people are picking them up and reading them. And it's telling the people, we're coming. We're going to destroy Hamas. And we're asking you, telling you to get out, to go south or whatever. So both Muslims and Jews, the Como um, News says, attended the event holding signs, Free Palestine. Palestine, well, that's another discussion. Anyway, they're saying Free Palestine, demanding that the focus be on restoring human rights to the people of Gaza, as well as providing humanitarian aid for the war-torn region. It seems that I said this the other day, one day last week, it seems that when the initial shock is over, the blood is dry on the streets of Israel. Suddenly people are telling Israel, don't be the oppressor. Don't you go out there and do anything to hurt anyone. With dead people laying all over the place in Israel. Should a nation not respond? They say many Muslims and and Jews fear that Islamophobia and anti-Semitism will be stoked by the far-off conflict. The people that are out there at at Westlake Park are not worried particularly about the Jew about the Jews. They're pro-Palestinian people. That's who they are, and they go out there and they and they virtue signal. They don't even know what they're doing for the most part, and for the rest of them, they're already anti-American in their beliefs. Organizers of the Seattle event announced the demonstration on social media. According to Como, they said they labeled it all out for Palestine. They urged attendees to stand in solidarity with the people of Gaza and Palestine against what they referred to as the chains of Zionism. So that's what we're dealing with now. Israel, beaten, bloodied shot down, killed in their homes, babies killed in their cribs, beheaded, old women raped. Now Israel is the bad guy because they're going to go after Hamas who perpetrated all of this on their people on just an ordinary day in the life of the Israelis. That's the world we live in today. I was... I was thinking of a verse that is often quoted in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 54, verses 14 through 17. 17 is often quoted. The several verses before 17, so sometimes, most of the time, are not so much. But let me read these three verses to you. Obviously, it's directed at the people of God, at Israel, but... Those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior are the people of God. We have been grafted into the people of God. We are a part of his people because of our salvation through Jesus Christ, his Son. Isaiah wrote, In righteousness shalt thou be established, thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. 
Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. That is the word of the Lord. Oh, there will be difficulties, there will be challenges, and there will be times in your life personally, in our collective life as a nation and globally, when it seems that things are are not going to end well. But the whole thing is about this. God is in control. No one, no one is surprising God. No one is thwarting his plan. God is in control. And we're called to be involved. We are called to be engaged. We are called to be salt and light. We are called to spread the gospel, share the truth, and influence the people around us and trust the Lord and be faithful. And fear not, for I am with thee. Just stand in faith in this horrible, horrible time on earth that we're living through. Thank you for your support of this ministry. We wouldn't um, be here without it. We are fully supported, totally supported by those of you who listen. Thank you so much. It is, I deeply, and though all of us involved in this ministry, we deeply appreciate it. We feel very passionate about this. I, I feel the Lord spoke to my heart about it. I don't have any other way to describe it. It isn't something that I thought would be fun to do. It's something that I felt very strongly that I must do. And I told the Lord, you'll have to speak to the hearts of other people to help me. And he has, and you are. And I thank you for it. It is deeply, deeply appreciated. We are touching people. Minds are being changed. Hearts are being changed. People have accepted Christ listening to this program. We are making a difference. We're influencing people who disagree with us. And I I can see that and I sense that in the things that are sent to us, notes and so on. Thank you for standing with us. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. You can also contribute on our website, Faith and Freedom, Faith and Freedom. Dot us, and you'll see a tab there on the first page that comes up. The Israeli Defense Force, the IDF, slammed Hamas terrorists for blocking Gazan civilians from evacuating south. Egypt is south. IDF readies expanded operations in the Strip, calling the move both sinister and vile. So as they're getting ready to attack, they're telling the people to move out because we don't want to hurt you. We know some of you will be, but we don't want to hurt you. But we're going to hurt the people who have killed our people just randomly and purposefully. We're going to react. We're going to protect ourselves. So please move out. 
the world is in an uproar because they're saying, oh, there's going to be humanitarian crisis. Well, there was a humanitarian crisis a week ago in Israel, and how soon we forget. But the, the press has pivoted, and the press is trying to lead the communities and the people, not only of America, but certainly here, but the people of the world, trying to lead them in a direction that they will find fault and they will they will be very critical of, of, of Israel, and they'll see Israel as a perpetrator. And Israel isn't the perpetrator, nor are they the oppressor. They have been on that land for thousands of years. The Palestinians didn't exist at that time. I mean, it is so clear from history, but... Who wants to look at this matter clearly? As Israel prepares to annihilate Hamas terrorists and the Gaza Strip, these people are are brutal. I mean, they're not even human. They're just randomly killing people, stabbing them, shooting them, beheading them, babies, elderly people, old women raping. I mean, it's it's beyond barbaric. This Amir Abdullian, is, who earlier met with uh, Hezbollah leader, this Hassan, uh, I think it's Nasrallah, I think that's how he pronounces his name. He said in a briefing with reporters in Beirut on Saturday, he said that Israel must stop the crimes against civilians in Gaza because it may be too late in a few, in a few hours. There's a concerted effort to stop Israel from responding to this. And they're promising that if Israel goes ahead and goes into Gaza, and they intend to do so, if they do, then Iran is going to be drawn into the war, and they're saying it's going to be too late in a few hours. They're threatening Israel. The Wall Street Journal published an excellent article on Saturday. They were outlining exactly who is committing crimes against the civilians and so on. I would strongly encourage that you take a look at that. It's I have it linked in an article that I wrote on our website. So I would encourage you to take a look at that and just see what you know, see what's happening. There's more there than we can go through in in a pro, in this program. But check it out if if you have any interest at all in being informed on this. That was one of the best art articles I've seen so far and they call call it what it is. Egypt has closed the entrance from Gaza seeking asylum, from the Gazans seeking asylum in in Egypt. They don't want them in their country. Egypt is on the southern uh, border of the the escape, the Gaza Strip, the escape gate for them, and they're not letting them in. I mean, that obviously complicates things. But Israel has told the residents of northern Gaza to evacuate south. But they are saying, and they're not blinking, at least not so far, they're saying that the IDF prepares for a ground invasion in response to the Hamas terror attack. And Netanyahu has been saying, it isn't going to be pretty. It's going to be brutal. We're going to wipe them out because we can't allow this to ever happen again, what happened a week ago. We'll see what happens. CBS was reporting over the weekend that 1,300 people have been killed, 3,200 more wounded. At least 27 Americans are believed to be dead. There's about 150 people being held hostage in Gaza. Some of those are Americans. I don't know what our administration is doing behind the scenes. They didn't do much 
in Afghanistan, or if they did, they miserably failed. So I don't know what they're doing here. I haven't really heard anyone say, but we'll see what happens. But I hope they're working on it. I mean, you would think they would be. The IDF has already conducted these localized raids into Gaza, and they said they were very successful. The IDF is finalizing their plans for a significant ground operation in the Strip, which it said will include a, quote, joint and coordinated attack from the air, from sea, and from land. That is coming in the next few days, unless Israel decides not to do it. I can't imagine they would make that decision. But the uh, Iranian foreign minister, this Hossein Emir, he met with the UN envoy in the Middle East on Saturday in Beirut. And um, he and this um, this Tor Winesland uh, guy, they urged uh, to, to help prevent the spillover of the conflict in Gaza and Israel to the wider region of the Middle East. They're trying to tamp down. But the whole effort is that Israel should not respond. They should bury their dead and keep their mouth shut. And that is the way progressives always respond. They don't want any consequences to any action. It doesn't matter whether it's a social matter in, in the United States or whether it's a, it's a military matter on the other side of the world. They always re- have the same type of response. The deed is done. The people have been killed. And now they're saying, they're asking Israel to back off and to wind down any kind of retaliation. It's tough, and they know it's tough. Nobody wants to see women and children killed. But should a nation not respond to aggressors like this? It is biblical. There is such a thing as a just war, and if and this is it. This Iranian foreign minister replied that Iran doesn't want the conflict to turn into a regional war. Well, of course they don't. Because the next step, somebody's going to take on Iran, and they know that Israel is pretty good at what they do, at war and protecting themselves. And Biden seems to be signaling to the United States and to the world that he's got their back, as he says so often, of all things, but he's going to stand with them and he's calling on the nation to stand with them. I heard him say that or I would have hardly believed it, but he did. This Amir and Abdolian, he stressed that Iran has its red lines, though. He said that if the Israeli military operation continues, and especially if Israel follows through on its promise of a ground offensive in Gaza, Iran will have to respond. I'm sure you can see from this, as I do, I mean, they're setting up for a, for a, an expanded war. And it's all based on whether or not Israel protects itself. And that's a false premise, but it's not fair, but it is what it is. Winsland's office confirmed that he met with Amir on Saturday. He said they discussed diplomatic efforts to release hostages, de-escalate, prevent a spillover. Most observers say the fighting between Hamas and Israel become a regional war if Iran gets involved directly or indirectly. Well, of course it will. 
because Israel will turn its sights on Iran. I don't know what the U.S. will do. I, I, I want to believe we would do whatever necessary. But I doubt if this administration has it within them. I do, and I wish they did, but I doubt that they do. But will Israel blink? I don't think so. The Biden administration has been trying to deter Iran and the Lebanon-backed Hezbollah. They're stronger than Hamas, they say. That's a, they're all supported by Iran. Iran is kind of like the, 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 the parent company of these extensions. And they've got Hamas out here. They've got Hezbollah. They've got these highly organized, highly funded. And one of the things that bothers me, and it bothers a lot of people if, if they know, we keep sending money in various nefarious ways to Iran. It's not just the $6.2 billion that Biden gave them just a couple of weeks ago. It's billions more. He, always looking for ways to send money to these people, as a, I guess it's an act of appeasement. But it doesn't work. And they're turning the dollars they get from us, and the, the, the amount is, is astronomical. If you see it all, it's it's always aggregated, and you don't you don't see it necessarily all in one chunk because it it's given out at various times for various reasons. But it's an amazing amount of money that has been sent. In fact, I was not aware that it was that much that's been sent to Iran recently from the United States. So we're looking at all of this and we're wondering. What are we going to do? I know about the scenarios that Hezbollah has put in place, Amir said, and any step resistance will ta- they take will cause a huge earthquake for Israel. That's where we are. Many in the world, including the U.S. and the foreign press, are pivoting now. They're preparing to label and are labeling Israel as the oppressor as they move forward to destroy the terrorists and their military equipment. If you're conflicted about who's who in the Middle East, this time bomb, again, I strongly encourage you to read the article that the Wall Street Journal published. Again, it's linked on our website, on faithandfreedom.us, an article that I wrote and published this morning, early. Check it out and follow the link. On There's other links as well, but follow the Wall Street Journal link. It was a Saturday uh, piece that they published. They said, within written orders carried by Hamas fighters sent to attack Israeli towns and settlements last week, they contained the same chilling command. These are papers they found on the dead, Hamas, uh, dead uh, terrorists, Hamas terrorists. The command in writing, in their pockets, was kill as many people as possible. Documents recovered from the bodies of the dead militants at the sites of attacks that killed more than 1,300 Israelis point to a deliberate strategy to massacre civilians. The similarity of the orders given to attack teams, along with videos posted by the attackers themselves, eyewitness testimony, the scale of civilian killings in multiple locations, all of it is laid out in the orders that they, these dead guys, these terrorists, were carrying in their pockets. This wasn't random. It was highly, highly organized. 
It was to kill people. It didn't matter, not just military, but kill civilians. And they indeed did. And they will again if Israel doesn't protect itself. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And remember, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.